look at your neighbor and tell them it's really good to see you. You know, I always like to do this. Tell somebody else it's really great to see you. And uh, even if you don't believe that, you are declaring it by faith. You know, that it's great to see them. Uh, if you are a guest with us, we really want to say to you not to feel obliged towards the financial giving. Um, uh, it is not something that you need to feel obliged. If you are here and you come to our church regularly as well, we don't want you to feel obliged that you have to uh, give. Uh, before I share the word, I have, I'm going to breach protocol a little bit. I've been asked to make an announcement um, concerning uh, an event that is coming, um, taking place at the end of this month. Uh, how many of you are getting married this year? If, if you're getting married this year, I, I don't mean by faith you haven't met anybody. I don't mean that. <laughs> I, amen. Thank God for your life. I mean you have somebody that you are going to marry this year. Can I see? Wave your hands. Okay. Only, only two people. Come on, wave. Be bold. Wave. So that we know we can't approach you anymore. Wave, wave, wave. All right. And how many of you recently got married? Can I see? Wave. If you recently got married, like, don't say I recently got married five years ago. No, no, no. That's not recent. Like in the last year or so, recently got married. All right, wonderful. Well, Reverend Les Isaac and his wife Louise are hosting an event catered specifically for you. It is called Together Two, sorry, Two Together One. I guess it means becoming one or something. All right. Together one marriage course. Um, it is from the 28th. It's a retreat from the 28th to the 29th of January. Nine, is it a retreat? It's not a retreat. I beg your pardon. Yeah, it's not a retreat. Yeah, of course it's not a retreat. If they're not married, it's not a retreat. <sighs> Hallelujah. 28th to the 29th of January, 9.30 to 5 p.m. is on a Saturday, which is the 28th. 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. on a Sunday. Mm, that means you miss church. Yeah, it's allowed. Um, and then it is only for a couple, amazing, only 150 pounds per couple for five sessions. Awesome. That's what, 30 pounds a session? Awesome. It's very cheap. You're investing. You know, I, I think I need to be charging something for somebody. No, no, we're promoting this one. So it's very good. It's very cheap. Go on Eventbrite if you are interested. And see Jack Osborne. Jack Osborne. Can you stand? He's one of the facilitators. And uh, so see him if you want further information. He's been on it before, and he's happily married now. So, you know, if you want to be happily married like Jack and Chris then maybe you should go on this thing. Awesome. All right. Well, we are going to begin uh, a new series in the new year. How many of you were here last week? Were you here last week if you're here? Was that a wonderful service? Yeah, we are believing God for um, even more of that. And uh, can you imagine when, when, when our church, when the revival hits, um, when the revival begins to hit our church, it is going to be, one of our churches is going to be like that. Yeah, this church will be like that, but uh, the, the, the third service on the Sunday will be like that. Amen. Yes, I, amen. Hallelujah. Say to your neighbor, I believe it. Say to, even if you don't, just say to them, I believe it. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to begin a teaching 
administration. Rather, I'm going to continue what I began to minister on the watch night service. Um, how many of you were at the watch night service? Yeah, okay, so some of you, some of you were not there. Was it a great service? Yeah, it was an awesome time. And uh, somebody said, let's use that venue. That is a, how many of you would like us to be using that venue instead? Yeah, well, do you know how much that cost us? It cost us 2000 How much did it cost us? 2000 something, yeah, to use that venue. So they didn't give it to us for free. A town Athletic, they're good. They're not that good. So um, that's why you see that thing came up there with the money thing. That helps to pay for such things. But if you want us to use it, then um, you, you have to... Uh, we have, to, we have to outgrow this place. Amen. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so it was great. I really liked it. Okay, so let's look at um, what we were talking about um, last, the end of last year. Uh, I began to speak a message entitled Arise and Shine, uh, and I want to continue that. So the title of today's message, and it's a message in particular. It's not so much a teaching, and during this vision casting um, series, which is the next three weeks, I'm going to be bringing prophetic declarations that I feel from the Holy Spirit, and I'm going to be speaking into that concerning your life and concerning our lives as a church. So I want you to come to these services prayerful. I want to encourage you to be praying and to be even fasting and asking the Lord to speak to you because there is such power in the Word of God when you receive it by faith, it changes your life. And I believe that God wants to change our lives this year. So arise and shine. Vision casting for 2017. And that was what God wants to envision you for this year. Isaiah 60 verses 1 to 5. He says, arise, shine, for your light has come. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth and deep darkness the people, but the Lord will arise over you, and his glory will be seen upon you. The Gentiles shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. Lift up your eyes all around you, and see, they all gather together. They come to you. Your son shall come from afar, and your daughter shall be nursed at your side. Then you shall see and become radiant, and your heart shall swell with joy, because the abundance of the sea shall be turned to you. The wealth of the Gentiles shall come to you. Holy Father, once again, I ask that your Holy Spirit will not only anoint me, but you will anoint us and empower us to hear your word. And that my tongue will be like the pen of a ready writer. That you will write your word upon our hearts. That the Holy Spirit will take that word and empower your people to fulfill your assignment for their lives in Jesus' name. Today, I want to focus on verse 1. He says, arise and shine, for your light has come. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Now, at the watch night service... I spoke into this, and I want to just repeat one or two things about the reality that it is time for you to arise and shine. Say, it is time for me to arise and shine. Come on, say, it is time for me to arise and shine. 
Having walked with the Lord for 34 and a half years, I have discovered that it is very easy to be convinced that what you are going through or what you are facing in life is permanent. It is very easy to be convinced that what you are going through in life the pain you might be feeling, the disappointment you may have experienced, the, um, the challenges that seem insurmountable will never go. But I want to tell you something. There is a phrase in the Bible, it shall come to pass. Everything in life comes to pass. Everything has a beginning and an end. And uh, for many of us, we are entering a new phase of our journey in life. And the danger is that you will look at things from how things have always been rather than discovering what God is saying. He is saying to many, and I believe he's saying to us as a house, a spiritual house, it is time to arise and shine. Not just arise, but arise and shine. Now, we said in the watch night service that arising involves getting up, straightening up, and looking forward. So when we arise, like the scripture is saying to us, the first thing that will happen is that we will get up by making a decision to change our attitude and the direction that we have been going hitherto. In other words, whatever we have been doing that has not helped us, wherever we find ourselves that does not empower us, we will decide to change. There is a saying, every journey begins with one step, a first step. And for you as a child of God, do not allow yourself to think that the situation you are in is permanent. It is not permanent. I said it is not permanent. So when we arise, we get up through the decision we make to repent from what we were doing and where we were at in that place that does not please God. We decide we're not going to be there anymore. And uh, in other words, we decide not to remain seated in the same place, but we decide to move forward. Like those four lepers, they said, and it was interesting that Stu mentioned this last week. He referred to this incident as, like, as if the Holy Spirit reminding us as a church prophetically about the fact that we should not stay where we are. They said, why are we sitting here until we die? Second Kings 7.3. Why are we sitting here until we die? Four lepers, four outcasts, and they made a decision that brought deliverance to many. So, arising means we get up. Secondly, it means we straighten up. We straighten up. So, when you get up, you get up, and then you straighten up. In other words, we resolve ourselves to embrace righteousness. Righteousness is really that which God approves of. Beloved, there are certain things in our lives that we are very comfortable with, but God does not approve of it. And we know he's not, he doesn't approve of it, but we are still comfortable with it. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Today, I, I, I listened to a YouTube channel. Normally, I don't, on the, when I'm preparing for messages, I don't, I don't like to listen to YouTube channels. There's all kinds of things on the YouTube channel. 
But today, for some reason, I, I felt to listen because about a certain preacher who had messed up his life. And I was listening to a former Christian rapper. And this Christian rapper, I mean, he was swearing and all of that, but he was saying things that shocked me. I mean, it's things I knew about how people behave in some of the, in, in, in some of the Christian leadership circles. There's some of the things I knew. But it was what he was saying about the immorality and the complete hypocrisy and all those kind of things. And I really felt broken and saddened as I listened to this young man speak. I could see the sincerity in his heart and the complete disillusionment he had with Christianity and Christian leaders. But the reality is this, that just because a person may be a preacher or a minister or a Christian doesn't mean they have embraced righteousness. It does not mean that. Our Lord said, many shall say on that day, Lord, didn't we cast out demons? If I say, many, many shall say on that day, Lord, didn't we cast out demons, prophesy in your name, and in your name do many wonderful works? And he will say to them, depart from me, I never knew you. So, beloved, part of rising up is a determination to straighten your life. To straighten your life and to say, you know what, I embrace righteousness even if everybody else around me is doing something different. He was saying how there's so many homosexuals amongst the preachers. Now he was saying he doesn't care if you're gay, that's your business. But, and if you want to do that, that's fine. But what made it worse, he was saying about the pedophilia amongst them. It was so shocking. So shocking. Beloved, I want to tell you this. Don't try and impress people in church. Try and impress God in secret. Try and impress God in secret. As for church, we're all holy and righteous. Look at me. I look very humble and holy. And but you don't know what I'm like. You don't know me. Oh, as for Joe, we, we are sure. We are sure. How are you sure? You don't know me. The only ones who know me live with me. So you can, they can tell you some stories. Yeah. So we refuse to remain in a sinful lifestyle when we straighten up. And in 2017, you must refuse to remain in a sinful lifestyle. As a believer growing up in the faith, there were all kinds of struggles that I had. And, but one thing I learned very early was never to despise the altar call. Whenever a preacher was preaching and you say something that will cut my heart, and you say, if you have, if you, you say something like, let's say he's preaching, 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 and righteousness and holiness, and then he's preaching, 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 and then you, you throw something like this in. And those of you who masturbate, if you have been masturbating, come to the front and repent. Let me tell you something. Those who know me will tell you. I'll be one of the first up there. Yeah, because I know what happened the week before. Shabaya. And I'll be there. I will, I will come. I'll think, ah, this man is not fair. How can you say that? Just say, those of you who have been struggling with sin, then I can flow. Let me mention, those of you must die. And I will come. You're looking at me like you don't know what I'm talking about. And I'll come. Or they'll say, you'll be preaching, 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 and you say, and those of you who looked at something immoral on the television, those days it was television, not internet. 
He will throw it in. And you, when you say immoral, you can, then he will describe the immorality. They'll tell you, I'll come. I will, I will walk. I will walk. And I was known as a spiritual person in my church. I will walk and I will come. Because I was determined to embrace righteousness. And at times, you know, people would pretend. There was all kinds of pretending going on. Me, what, is, what, is, what did he say, master? I don't even know what that, ma- master what? <laughs> master, I don't know what that means. No. So over time, I became free. I became free because I kept fighting with my bad habits. I refuse to allow the bad habits to define me. Beloved, in 2017, you must fight with your bad habits. You must war against your bad habits. Hallelujah. There are certain propensities that you have in you that you are ashamed of. But let me tell you something. You must refuse to allow that shame to define you. I had a friend, a really wonderful guy, and he had a he, he struggled with, with same-sex attraction. He struggled with it. And so he fasted for 40 days and 40 nights on water to be free. And when he started, I was scared for him because I said to him, I said, I said, when you're fasting, everything dies. Like that, not the kind of fast where we have coffee and biscuit fast. You know, that thing, everything's still alive. But when you're doing a, a water fast like that, your passions begin to die. After the fifth day, sixth day, all you're thinking about is food. Then about, you know, some of you don't know what we're talking about. Then about after the, the eighth or ninth or twelfth or thirteenth day, certain desires die. So you feel like you're free. But I knew the challenge for this man was going to be when he breaks his fast. Because everything will come rushing back. And that's exactly what happened. After he fasted, the passion and the temptation that he used to have came back with a rage. And you know what happened? He decided to stop serving the Lord. He made a very big mistake because he thought he could fast the flesh out of him. You can't fast the flesh out of you. You have to learn to crucify the flesh daily. You know, you, you, you can fast for grace to resist temptation, but the temptation never goes. It goes for a season and comes back, just like any lust of the flesh. And the other thing that I found really sad was, like when people have same-sex attraction in church, they can't admit it. They can't admit, you know, me, I like men. You know, I, I find men attractive. Look at you looking at me. They can't admit it. Me, I, me, I like women. I like women. I find women attractive. They can't admit it because they think by recognizing the fallen nature in them, they are admitting to something that is evil. It is not evil to have temptation. It is not evil. Are you listening? In 2017, you will wage war against your flesh. And I am declaring you will overcome in Jesus' name. Listen, if I had certain propensities, I haven't got a problem to admit it. Man, I haven't got a problem. But I have a problem in yielding to it. Yeah. You see, some of my natural propensities will make you laugh, but some of them will make you embarrassed. Some of my natural propensities, the ones that are safe to mention, are like this. I don't mind swearing. 
Yeah. I don't mind swearing, but I haven't sworn for decades. Proper, proper swearing. <laughs> That's a natural propensity. Because my natural temperament is impetuous. So, you know, God made me a bit small in size so that, because if I was tall and strong, the world would know what is happening. <laughs> yeah, the world would know. <laughs> Let's stay to the message. <laughs> Say to your neighbor, arise and shine. Arise. You must straighten your life in 2017. And then, after you straighten up and you embrace righteousness, when you straighten up, you then look forward. Every time you get up, you stand up, you look forward. Looking ahead means you focus on God's vision for your life. It is so important that your life is governed by vision and not feeling. By vision and not circumstance. By vision and not your limitations. By vision and not your past. Because if you don't allow your life to be governed by vision, then other things will come in and take over your life. Our Lord says the, the light of the body is the eye. And if your eye is single, your whole body is full of light. But if your eye is evil, then your whole body is full of darkness. In other words, your eye speaks of your vision and your focus. And your vision gives light and your focus gives light and direction to the rest of your life. So if you keep focusing on things that are not good for you, then everything else in your life is tarnished. Yeah. And so focusing on God's vision narrows your activity to the things God wants you to do. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 2, he says, Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. But what I want you to notice is looking unto Jesus. Beloved, in 2017, you will focus on the Lord Jesus. I want to be like Paul the Apostle who says in Philippians 3.10 that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings be made conformable unto his death if by any means I may attain unto the resurrection of the dead. I want to be focused on the Lord Jesus. And that's why as a church, our mission, in other words, why we exist, is making disciples of Jesus Christ. We exist to honor the Lord Jesus Christ. We exist to reveal the Lord Jesus Christ. We exist to know him and to make him known. Amen. Philippians 3 verses 12 to 14 says this, Not that I have already attained, or I am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus laid hold of me. He says, brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do. Say to your neighbor, this one thing I do. This one thing I 
Come on, say to your neighbor, this one thing I do. Some of you are not doing it, but it doesn't matter. We'll get you in the end. Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal of the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. I press towards the goal. You see, you must focus on that which God puts ahead of you. Let me tell you, whatever your situation is, whatever it is, if you learn to focus on the upward call of God on your life, you will find grace to deal with the little issues in your life. Yeah. Sometimes I like to just remind myself, I said this, I watched that, I like to just remind myself of certain things. When things don't go the way I want them to go, I remind myself of what other people are going through right now. Somebody has just lost their legs. Somebody has lost their hand, their arm because they were hungry and they went and took some food and now they've lost their hand. Somebody has walked in and discovered his family has been killed. So if, let's just say, I have a parking ticket because I happen to park in a disabled bay by accident and now I have to pay the fine. It is, we give God the glory that it was, I parked in a disabled bay and not in a ditch. And all is 60 pounds and not 600. Yeah. Are you still here? Focus on the right thing. In 2017, you must shine brighter than you've ever shone. You must shine brighter. He says, arise, shine. For your light has come. This is a year for shining. I said this is a year for shining. This is not a year for you to be in the doldrums, to be defined by your past failures. No, this is a year for shining. If you can believe it, you will see the glory of God in your life. Matthew 5, 14 to 16, he says, You are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. He says, nor do men light a lamp. He says, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand. And it gives light to all who are in the house. And then he says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Beloved, it is up to you to allow the light to shine. It is up to you to allow that light to shine. It is not God who shines through you. Shine, you allow the light to shine by the choice you make. Listen, there is an investment that is already in you now. Even before you were born again, there was wealth in you. And then you get born again. And you get the God factor added on or revitalizing or renewing or cleansing that which he invested in you. At times, believers are living way below what they are capable of. At time, listen, we, we will say, you know, I'm only human. And by that phrase, we mean, therefore, 
I can yield to things that make me behave like an animal. No, beloved, you were born for greater than that. You were made. He says, you were made. He says, I and the children of the Lord that the Lord has given to me were made for signs and wonders in Israel. You were made for the supernatural, beloved. This gospel that we are about is supernatural. It is supernatural. And when your light is shining, it will reveal the signature of God in your life. Yeah. I am believing that in 2017, many of you will grow in confidence in the power of God. When we shine, we express what God has already put in us. When we shine, we reveal what he has entrusted to us. When we shine, we allow the anointing of Christ that already resides in us to express itself. I tell you, you'll be so surprised if you began to just simply, if you were dealing with, let's say you're dealing with someone who's not saved. And then let's just say, oh, they said, I'm not feeling well right now. And you said to them, you know what? I believe that God is a God who answers prayer. Let me pray for you now. And then you pray the prayer of faith as we have taught you. You'll be surprised at the results. I will never forget praying for somebody who didn't even believe in God. Who had had something on their eye for quite a few days. And, and it was really troubling them. It was a, a, some kind of cyst. And then I said, I'll pray for you. And they, were, they just laughed. And I, said, I prayed for them. And as they went, the thing burst and the thing was healed completely. But what, what, what surprises me at times when the power of God is released like that, it is so powerful and so ordinary that sometimes people miss it. The amount of times when I have seen the power of God stronger is with unbelievers or in context of people that don't know me. I will never forget praying for this guy whose leg, I think I shared it the other day, whose leg had been broken the day before. His leg was broken. And then I was doing some meeting, and then they brought the guy to be prayed for. And I thought, ah, you're trying to disgrace me. Broken leg. What do you think I am, Superman? I mean, I thought to myself, I actually did. I said, ah, to myself. I thought, ah. They're coming to disgrace me here. Broken leg, you know. But you see, I'd already prayed for other people and they'd been healed there and then. So I was like looking at the thing thinking, ah, oh, this one. You know, some people, they were healed. They had a pain here. They had something wrong here. One woman couldn't lift her hand. And they said, lift it. And then they lifted it. And then I thought, maybe they're making up. I said, okay, lift. Could you do this before? They said, no. They could only do it like this. They said, they could only do it like this. I can't lift it beyond this. So when they said, I can't lift it beyond this, I looked at them, I said, lift your hands up. And they went like that. <laughs> so then, I saw, and the guy who was, I was doing the meeting with also said, look, stop pretending. So much faith. <laughs> so they said, no, their hand is healed. So then when they saw that, they thought, ah, oh, great, let's bring this guy's leg and I looked at the guy, and it was clutches like, and then, and, and I fall. So I thought, let's let's go through some motions. How long is this? When did this happen? Yesterday. <laughs> what happened? It's broken. 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 No problem. 
to be healed. Now, before this guy, everybody I prayed for, I say, test your hand, test your arm, test your leg, test your back, test it, and they'll test in your heel. He didn't be healed. I said, now go. Now go. I'm not testing anything. I don't need any disgrace. I'm not testing. I'm not testing anything. What? Why am I saying that? Because I'm just a human being like you. But then, the next day, the guy got up early and started going around the town, declaring how he's being healed supernaturally, walking about, walking about. And when I heard of it, I pretend I said, amen, glory to God, amen. <laughs> so what I'm trying to say to you is, is that there is an investment God has made in you that you have to allow it to shine. You have to allow it to shine. And this is what our emphasis this year is all about. This is a year we have declared to be a year of leadership, a year of evangelism, and a year of the power of God. And we're using the acronym LEAP, a year to leap. Say to your neighbor, this is your year to leap. Now, when I say it's your year to leap, I like something that Matthew said yesterday in the um, leaders, leaders meeting. He said, what did you say? Aha, let me say it in my Ghanaian accent. Do something you have not done before. I like it. Yes. He said, do, let me do it in my English accent. No. He said, <laughs> he said do something. My American, my American, okay. He said he wants an American accent. Do something you have not done before. If you're American, I apologize right now. I apologize. <laughs> yeah. A year to leap means it's a year where you're going to take steps of faith. It's a year where you are going to arise and do something that takes you out of your comfort zone because of the word of God over your life. It's a year where you are going to say, you know what? I have been struggling with this problem all my life, but regardless of my struggle, I'm going to win souls for Christ. I'm going to be a soul winner. I'm going to set people free. Yes, I may have a problem with drugs. I may have a problem with alcohol, but you know what? That's not going to stop me from ministering to the alcoholics. One of the ways I began to experience the deliverance power of God was, I had all these issues in my life. I had all these bondages. And then someone will say, they'll come to me and say, uh, uh, pastor, and I was a pastor. A young pastor, they'll say, Pastor, I have this problem. And when they'll mention the problem, it's a problem I had. So I'll say, Don't worry. We'll we'll set you free. So I say, Come, 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 say, three days' time, come. So when they come, before they come, I'll go and I'll look at how to deliver people in this problem. So let's say with me as a young man, you know, the primary problem young men have is not money. It's, it's sex. Let's just be frank. I was not married at the time, so I was uh, a lay pastor just starting out. So it was sex. You know, you're just always thinking about that thing. Always thinking, 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 thinking. Just thinking. So this purpose guy said, I have a problem with lust. I'm thinking, me too. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I said, okay, no problem. So then I looked at how you set people free from last. So I thought, let's start with me. So I, I, I went into the bathroom in the mirror. 
And I said, number one, renounce, uh, confess you as Lord. I confess you as Lord. Now, some of you have heard me say this. Number two, renounce Satan and the devil. I renounce Satan and the devil, of course. Number three, confess the sin of last. I confess the sin of, and I listed the sins. Number four, command the spirit of that thing to leave you. So, so in the name of Jesus, I command the spirit of last, that of this, and then before I feel, I start feeling, come out, and then I start to vomit, and I started to wretch, and things started to come out of here, and come out of there, and come out of different places, because they come how they entered. So I thought, oh, this is amazing. So I went, let's do it again. Number one, two, three, four. There's more. Number one, two, three, four. Number one, two, three, four. And okay, now it's gone. I thought, okay. And then number five, ask the Holy Spirit to fill. So Holy Spirit fill. And then I felt free. So when the guy came, I said, don't worry. You can deal with your, your problem. Number one, confession. Number two, number three, number four. Same reaction. And I began to set people free. After a while, my confidence became so strong, I could set them free from a distance. After a while, my confidence became so strong, I could set them free at a glance. But the point was, it started with a decision. You were made for signs and wonders. I see some of you casting demons out of people. But you will start by casting them out of your own life in Jesus' name. Yeah. You have to recognize this is a year to leap. You see, some of you, you've allowed the enemy to just manipulate you with your feelings. So you think it's normal. It's part of you. You think it is normal for you to always feel like swearing when you're under pressure. No. You know what? I noticed something. I'm, I'm, I'm diverting a little bit, but I noticed this is some of the ways I've started to set myself free. I noticed at times when I will watch a certain film, certain things or programs will, will, will be playing on my mind. How many of you have things playing on your mind? Look at you. I said, how many of you have things playing on your mind? You might be even right now, as I'm talking, you're thinking of something you watch. But then I also realized that whenever I felt that, when I would go through this same process, I'll be free. And I also noticed when I would pray for people and minister to people, sometimes when I'd go home, the things that they were feeling, I start feeling. And then I realized sometimes their spirits would follow me. So then I'd tell them, what are you doing here? Go. Yeah. So I learned as a young leader, young minister, and a young pastor how to be free. And by so doing, I learned how to set people free. You will set people free in Jesus' name. And sometimes, even sometimes, our loved ones are being harassed by the enemy and you can't discern it. So sometimes I discovered that when I would begin to minister to my family members, in fact, when I led my dad to the Lord, I cast out demons out of my dad through word of knowledge, cast them out. Why? Because of the glory inside of you. This is your year to leap. I said, this is your year to leap. So a year to leap means a year of leadership. Say leadership. 
That word leadership, leadership really speaks of influence, the ability to influence others. And you as a child of God must recognize that God has invested in you the ability to influence others with the gospel. But secondly, it is the ability to influence others to also influence others. So as you influence others with what God has done in you, they also begin to influence others. I see many of you walking in leadership in 2017. Now, our emphasis of leadership means this. One of the things we want to do is we want to invite all our members to embrace leadership in the house. In other words, for us, we want to say that if you are part of this church, we want to give you the opportunity that says, I want to be equipped to be a leader in the house so that I can be a leader in the marketplace. I want to be equipped so that I am confident in how I influence others in the house so that I can influence others in my world. You see, whatever you saw me do as a young believer, it started in the house of God. I remember as a younger believer, I would come into the house of God and I would just pray. Sometimes in the prayer room, there'll be only two of us. Sometimes there'll be only three of us. But I kept doing it. Sometimes I would come and I was in the prayer leader and I'll be the only one. But over time, I found I gained the confidence to be able to go outside and declare the word. So what I found was how I would be praying in the prayer room, when I would go to speak to people, I would speak from that place of confidence. I see many of you being able to do that in Jesus' name. So it's a year of leadership. Secondly, it's a year of evangelism. Evangelism really is sharing the gospel. So what we are saying is this. We want to invite all our members to embrace the mandate of being soul winners. That we will say this, that we want to win someone to the Lord this year. This year, I want to lead someone to Christ. So at the end of this year, one of the things we want to be able to say is that as a member of this church, I can lead someone to Christ. As a member of this church... I can pray for someone and lead them into the kingdom of God. How many of you know how to lead someone into the kingdom of God? Can I see? Okay, some of you do. How many of you would like to know? You don't know right now, but you would like to. Can I see? I, you, 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 don't, you, don't, you don't want to know, all right? You don't want to lead them. How many of you want to lead people to hell? Let me see right now. Honestly. It's a year of evangelism. It means we want to give you the opportunity. Now, some of you will not take it. Some of you will say, no, as for me, I don't want, to, I don't want evangelism. No, 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 no. That's not, that's, that's not for me. I don't believe in, I don't believe in evangelism. I believe it's between me and Jesus. I don't believe. Well, I am believing by the end of this year you will believe in evangelism. So we are saying we want to give our members the opportunity to be empowered in soul winning. We also want to equip you specifically. We want to equip you specifically. So we're going to have what we call school of evangelism. Those of you that want to be, you make yourself available, we're going to train you. So if you say to us, 
I want to be able to lead my father to the Lord, my brother to the Lord, my sister to the Lord, my friends to the Lord. I want to be confident enough to be able to lead someone to the Lord. How many of you want that confidence? You want that confidence? Let, let me tell you one of the things I found very intimidating. To go up to somebody and say hi. You say, what? I say, my name is Joseph. Okay, and um, I, I, want, I want to, um, do you believe in God? Don't believe it. Don't care about it. Clear off, mate. Not interested. <laughs> and you say, okay then. But sometimes those very people, they end up becoming so winners themselves. They say, they say all that stuff and then God gives you wisdom. And you can lead them to Christ. We've seen that. People who at times I'll be talking to them and they're just like, just leave me alone. Not interested. Just leave me alone. Some of them, they end up turning to Christ. I'll never forget this young man. I was talking to him and he's he just like. Then three weeks later, I saw him again and I pretended like I haven't seen him. I said, can I talk to you about God? He said, okay. I said, do you believe? He said, yes. I said, when? He said, three weeks ago when you spoke to me. I said, he said, yes, I believe. You know, I believe. But I wouldn't have thought so. You were made for signs and wonders. Amen. I am going to continue vision casting next week. But I want to challenge you to embrace the vision God has for your life this year. Beloved, this is your year. Say, this is my year. This is, my year. This is your year to arise and shine. Whatever situation you have found yourself in all of last year and the years before, listen, it does not define you. I'm telling you. Some of you, you have relegated yourself into a place that says this. I can't do anything in church. I can't, do, I can't really be confident because of my problems. Let me tell you, those problems are opportunities. There are people who will never come to this place because they think this place is full of perfect people. Until you share your testimony and you say to them, you know what? I struggle with this problem. But every time I feel like rubbish, Jesus picks me up. And uh, before I used to be a violent person and I still struggle with violence, but it's not like how it used to be. Jesus has helped me. But more important than that, I know where I'm going when I die. Because I have changed. God is not looking for perfect people. And beloved, don't let, don't let the person sitting next to you fool you. Are you listening? Don't let the person sitting next to you fool you. Tell them you're not fooling me. Tell them you're not fooling me. They've got their own issues just like you. Yeah. Don't let anyone fool you. We all are dealing with issues. But the difference between some and others is this. Some have relegated themselves that they cannot change. And others are pressing forward. You will press forward in Jesus' name. Amen. I want us to pray. I want us to pray very specifically into, into the lives of those of you that are saying to God, this is my year to leap. This is my year to leap. This is my year to arise and shine. Especially those of you that have felt stuck. Listen carefully. Those that have felt stuck by things that happened last year and the years before. And you are saying, this is my year to leap. This is my year to arise. I want every head bowed and every eye closed. I don't want you to come to the front. 
But I want to pray with you. I want you to be sensitive. You have felt stuck by the previous year and the previous years. Decisions that haven't gone your way, things that you've done, you have felt stuck by, but you are saying this year is your year to shine. It's your year to arise. And it's your year to leap. You are saying this year you are going to leap. This year you're going to make that step. Regardless of what has happened, if that is you stand where you are, I want to pray with you. Stand. And as you stand, I want you to lift your two hands to the Lord. And I want you to declare to him what it is you are rising from. Open your mouth, lift up your hands, and tell him, Lord, this year I choose to arise. This year I choose to shine. This year I choose to move forward. Thank you, Holy Father. Father, I pray for these precious ones that are standing right now. I pray for a fresh oil to come upon them. A fresh oil to come upon them. I pray for a fresh oil to come upon them. A fresh anointing to come upon them. I declare a fresh anointing comes upon you now. A fresh anointing comes upon you now. The anointing to arise. The anointing to shine comes upon you now. I rebuke that which has hindered you in the past. And I command in the name of Jesus for it to disappear. Libre abre saveri inda. Briba abrebi abarinda. I rebuke that which the enemy has sought to define you by. I declare that the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. The glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Those of you listening to me on the internet, I declare the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. The glory of the Lord has risen upon you. I speak life into your situations. Light into your situations. Strength into your spirit. You shall run and not be weary. You shall run and not be weary. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. You may be seated. I want to pray into two more areas. With every head bowed and every eye closed. Every head bowed, every eye closed. I believe that this year is a year of leadership. And for us as a church, it means this. That one, we are inviting our members to rise up to say, I want to be a leader in the house. It doesn't mean you have a position, a title. That's not what we're talking about. It's a function. And that function of leadership is this, that you are prepared to mentor two other people in the house who are younger in the faith than you, less experienced in the Lord than you, who you may have led them to the Lord or you befriended them and you want to mentor them. You want to help them. You want to help them grow. It doesn't matter who they are. If in your spirit... You believe God is laying that kind of challenge on you. And you are saying yes to it. I want you to rise on your feet. I want to pray over you. I want to pray a release of anointing over you in that area. If in your spirit you are saying, you know what, Lord? I want to rise to the challenge of leadership in this house. 
I want to rise to the challenge to mentor somebody. Some of you are already doing it. But I believe you should reaffirm that commitment. Stand where you are. I want to pray over you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. As you stand, I want you to raise your hands to the Lord. And I'm going to be praying into this area. Pray into this area. Father, in the name of Jesus, I bring these ones that are standing before you. I declare life. I declare strength. I declare grace into them. And I declare the wisdom of God into them. Lord, that as they embrace the mandate of leadership in your house, they will be empowered to lead others. In Jesus' name, amen. Lord bless you, you may be seated. And the last area I want to pray into is the area of evangelism. Again, every head bowed, every eye closed, quickly. Some of you, the Holy Spirit has been speaking to about soul winning last year and the beginning of this year. And uh, it seems like a daunting task for you. Uh, even those of us who are used to evangelizing and so forth, we still find it a challenge when you're going to do it. But you are saying in your spirit, yes, to what God is saying. I want to pray with you. If you are saying, Lord, I want to be a soul winner this year. I want to be a soul winner this year. I want to be a soul winner. If that is you, stand where you are. I want to pray over you. And I want to release grace into you. You're saying, Lord, I want to be a soul winner this year. I want to be a soul winner this year. I want to be a soul winner this year. And as you stand, lift your hands to the Lord. And tell him, Lord, I choose to be a soul winner this year. Tell him, Lord, I choose to be a soul winner. I receive the wisdom of a soul winner. Those of you online, you also can do this. I receive the wisdom of a soul winner. I receive the wisdom of a soul winner. Tell him, Lord, I choose to be a soul winner. I choose to be a soul winner. Father, in the name of Jesus, as these ones are standing, let there be a release of the wisdom of a soul winner, the anointing of a soul winner upon these ones. Your word declares the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and he who wins souls is wise. I decree the wisdom of a soul winner upon these ones. In the mighty name of Jesus, I speak strength and grace and life over you. In Jesus' name, amen. The Lord bless you. You may be seated. We will be continuing. I've just begun to touch on our vision and emphasis. And so uh, I want to encourage you next week to come prayerful, next week to come with open hearts, and that we're going to go into more detail and empower you for the coming year. In Jesus' name, God bless you.